0: Hello everybody welcome to another episode of Spring Fever with me, XFL Jim, joined by the one and the only Uncle Rico, aka Eric. My man, what's up?
1: Hey, just living a life, man. You know I missed you,
0: dude. I missed my jimbo in my life. Yeah, it's been it's, it's been like a week. I know. The, co- the college football tailgate's on hiatus for a little bit. We're, we're in not high I'm gonna call it hibernation.
1: You know what? We had a good year. Um Made some people some money. Hope you guys tailed. It was a fun year. Um, I feel that, uh, you know, we have the benchmark right now for their next, you know, moving forward. You know, I mean, I feel like first year together doing college football, the bar's been set pretty high.
0: Yeah, it feels it feels good. I, I'm feeling good. That was a full season, getting through the tailgate with my man. We had a good time with it. We basically, I think come, I don't know, May May. Well, we have been doing Spring Fever for a whole year. Yep, yep. We went through a whole I mean, CFL season together, and USFL too. We went through like a whole USFL season together. We've been to, through two football seasons.
1: And I feel proud because I, I feel I taught you the saying "seeing the board."
0: Uh yes, you did, and I've been using it. <laughs> I haven't, so I haven't just been using it in a gambling sense. I've been using it at work too.
1: I mean, dude, you could use it in every sense. You can just do it just seeing the board right now, man.
0: You know, and like would... I'll be doing a good job at work. I'll be like, hey guys, I'm I'm seeing the board. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm really seeing it. <laughs> it's it's very it's just it's one of the best phrases I've used. Dude, it's
1: one of the best phrases I want to say of all time.
0: We're here to talk spring football and spring football news. We're going to break down the Houston Roughnecks roster. We're going to talk XFL schedule. We're going to talk USFL head coaching news. Yeah. There's a little bit of head coaching to the USFL. And I just wanted to shout out the X-League. Their season's basically done, but we have one more X-League game left. I believe it is called the Dream Bowl. And our boy BJ's playing in it. No way, really? Yeah. So what it is, it's like, um, let's see. I have it right here. The U- the jet ja- the Japanese US Dream Bowl set for January twenty twenty three, courtesy of American Football International. Great website. Love them. So it's like Japan's brightest stars. They just pick a whole bunch of people for them versus it's a lot of like it's versus the Ivy League.
1: I actually Ivy League schools?
0: Yeah, so it's like players from Harvard, Brown, like all the Ivy League. It's it's Japan versus the Ivy League. Jesus, dude.
1: So these guys are facing college kids. They should they should boat race them.
0: This is the first this is the first matchup between Japanese football and the Ivy League. Jeez. So
1: this is a brand new thing.
0: This is yeah, this is the first iteration of it. Okay. It's it's sort of trying to give these Japanese players like hope and it's it's giving them more experience against America like all American players. It's trying to get them more exposure in American markets. But these
1: are because like the X League All Stars, though.
0: Some of them there's there's real there's like full Japanese players too. BJ might just be coaching in it. I might have gotten that wrong. I he mean, might just is, be is this like
1: fun. is like J Dub
0: playing I, in it? This might just be all Japanese players. I think they I think BJ might just be coaching.
1: Because I'm saying if J Dub's in it, he could kill some dude. That that he is. I've seen some highlights of him playing in there, and he's like a man among boys.
0: You know who is playing in it is that one uh, amateur sumo champion who's turned to college football in Japan. Really? He's playing in it. Okay. okay. So it, that's right. going to be game to watch. I I'm trying to see the exact date for it. I know it's this month, and I think it's this week. Really? Let's see right here. On January 22nd. January twenty second. Mark your calendars for Sunday, baby. Which means it, for us, Eric, it's Saturday night. Dude, that's my sister's birthday. Well, fuck your sister. I mean, watching the Dream Bowl. Sorry, Bex. Dream Bowl. <laughs> okay, so we have that wrapped up. Uh, also, just shut up, BJ, because like I don't know if you've watched at all. He kind of he the X League YouTube channel has started him having like a talk show, an interview show. Oh, really? And it's really good. Really? Yeah. It's really good. It's, uh, let me, let me get the exact name of it. Cause it's, it's sushi something. I, but, know uh, that. X league football, Japan on YouTube. Let me look it up. I'm trying to look up the exact name. So I have it. Cause I got, we got to rep the boys. Oh,
1: dude, for sure we have to wrap the board. Playing
0: for Sushi. Playing for Sushi. Really? That's the name? Yeah, he go- yeah, Playing for Sushi is the name of it. And he, like, interviews, like, Japanese players, American players. It's really cool. I sat down and watched a couple episodes of it. Recommend. Highly recommend. It's like, I think they're, like, 20, 30-some-minute interviews with these players. Just their experience in Japan, their like their story of how they ended up playing in the X-League, stuff like that. It's really good. Really? That sounds interesting. Love it. Love it. And now we move to the XFL. Should we uh, should we save the, the XFL for last since we have so much?
1: You're calm, my friend. You're calm.
0: Okay, let's go to the USFL. Let's do the USFL. So the USFL, as we talked about, and I, I we saw on Twitter, Kirby Wilson, I don't want to speculate, he did say, he mentioned, for personal reasons, he is stepping down as head coach of the Maulers.
1: Personal reasons, meaning he doesn't want the players to be disrespectful in the line, the food yeah. line.
0: Yeah. Is that why? Probably. He doesn't He doesn't want players uh, eating pizza when they should be. That is one of the
1: most strangest stories.
0: Bananas. But they, they showed they- it in the <laughs> documentary they did. Yeah. Bananas. But that reminded me, uh, I got reminded of that. Did you see the footage coming out of Colorado? Of one of the assistant coaches, like, running military drills in their, like, assembly hall? No, not at all. Okay, okay. We're just going to be watching videos all episode this one. I mean, is that
1: literally what we're going to be doing? Just checking out videos?
0: We're just going to be watching videos left and right. Let me see. But, yeah, so Kirby Wilson's out. The Maulers are now led by one Ray Horton. Okay. Veteran? Defensive minded, similar to Kirby, but
1: <sighs> I kind of felt they felt they they kind of quit on Kirby. To be utterly honest with you, um, team should have been better. Uh, they're in a lot of games; they could have won a lot of games. Um, I think they kind of uh, sort of looking for underperform. I think they quit.
0: I think it's yeah. I think they quit, and I think even when they didn't quit, their offense wasn't great. Yeah. Yeah, and they had a fantastic defense. I, I don't know, man. I, I like the move. I like the coach. I think maybe they did just need a fresh set. I think they need a a restart. Be utterly honest with you. You think they need what?
1: Like a new face, a new face of the franchise, a new leader. Possibly,
0: like maybe a year's reset. If Kirby didn't fumble at this time, yeah. Who knows? But. I think the new I think the fresh face is gonna help the Maulers. I think they're gonna be a very interesting team to watch. I'm intrigued on how it's gonna work out with the USFL. What teams are gonna have certain advantages slash disadvantages with the hubs?
1: Because they're still like
0: the Maulers don't have a home field. They're one of the teams that are left out not having a home home stadium. So Mm -hmm. I do wonder if their games will still be similarly lacking in a crowd. Mm Mm-hmm. But I wonder if it's gonna be any better up north, because I think they're playing in, in uh I think the Maulers got slotted for Detroit. I don't think it'll be any better. They it was either them or the generals. I I need to we need to figure this out. I don't think they've officially announced who's going where. But I, I would assume the Maulers are either going to Detroit or they're going to Canton. I would assume Canton, to be honest with you. I don't know if I see a great crowd either way.
1: I don't think it's going to be really interesting to see how these things look. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. It's I, I'm very excited for the change of the USFL and the XFL this season going in. Okay. I found the video it's okay. Let's let's take a look at this. And as, as, as the resident head coach, as, as a coach, I want your opinion, Eric. Okay, oh, right. give it to me, big dog. Okay, let's see. Bam, bam. This is the Colorado room. Uh, this is <laughs> Tim Briggs. I say stand tall, okay? I want you bouncing out of your seat and stand tall. When I say stand tall, get
1: your ass up. Stand tall. Sit your ass back down. Stand tall. We come. We come. Raise the goddamn roof. Raise the roof. We coming. We coming. We coming. We
0: coming. I'm coming. If them Colorado buses show up, and 60 minutes of hell coming with it. Hmm. 60 minutes of hell coming with it. The time is now, man.
1: The time is now. Sit down. All All
0: right. I go.
1: want to know who that small guy was in the front row and what position he's playing.
0: <laughs> he's like five a. Hey, he's uh he's the backup uh, slot receiver. We'll go with that. Uh, what do you think uh, of that? Like, I that gave me Kirby Wilson vibes. A little bit,
1: a little bit Kirby vibes, a little bit Kirby vibes. Um. How can I say this? You don't have to be nice. I like it, but like it's like, dude, I'm telling you, it's it is so hard coaching young people, and it's completely different. I like it, but it seems really cheesy. It does seem really cheesy, but I mean, it's just
0: like well, if it works, good for them.
1: Yeah, but I mean, let's be honest. That's Dion. Dion's gonna get the people. Yeah,
0: and I think it works in college. Yeah. It would not, not in the pros. No.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> the other USFL news we got is we have an actual start date. The USFL kicks off April 15th, 2023. Which leads us to our next little bit of the XFL schedule. So the XFL begins February 18th. Basically almost a month from this weekend. Okay. It goes the last week of the regular season of the XFL. The last game of the regular season is April 23rd. Jeez. So we'll have about two weeks, like a week full week of a, uh, of overlap between the XFL and USFL regular season, not to mention the playoffs and the finals for the XFL. Yeah. The XFL will go fully until May 13th. Okay. That's the last game of the XFL. So we'll get like a pretty solid month of XFL-USFL direct comparison. Yeah. I'm excited for it.
1: I am, but I think the XFL is going to blow it away.
0: Blow it away? I don't know.
1: I'm telling you, it's just because... They have media marketing and the USFL does not. The USFL right now is just showing commercials of highlights with no explanation of what's
0: going on. They don't need to. Well, <laughs> well they the, do. the thing with the USFL is like they, they might a little bit, but they don't need to as much because they don't have as drastic of a rule difference as the XFL has compared to like the NFL. The USFL is basically the same game. Yeah. The XFL has no PATs. They have a completely different kickoff. Mm-hmm. And I I wonder if they're sticking with their out-of-bounds rule that they had in 2020. That, I don't know. And both leagues do have, I still love this rule, both leagues will have the double forward pass. I hate that rule. Why do you hate that rule?
1: I'm an old man. I'm a traditionalist, Jim.
0: You so you want a lead to come around and abolish the pass.
1: Yeah, I just want fucking I want I want
0: wishbone, I want army football
1: 24 <laughs>
0: 7 365. 24 <laughs> 7 triple option. The other thing from the XFL schedule that intrigued me a little bit is when they get into the meat of their schedule, there's a, there's a couple games that they're playing. They're playing some games on a Thursday, they're I experimenting like a little bit with some Monday night football. They they got some Monday night. Really? They got I'd some Monday it. night. There I think is- I think let me take a look. There is sorry, there's one Monday game. There's one game on a Monday night. Okay. But they're playing around. They're doing some Thursday games. They got a couple Thursday games sprinkled in. They got a Friday game sprinkled in. Like they're trying to not just stick all four games on Saturday and Sunday every week. Okay, I like that. And I think a a lot of them, the Monday one, I think, is in, yeah, the Monday one's in March. The the Friday one's in March. The Thursday one is February and March.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: So they're, they're trying to experiment a little bit with that.
1: I like that. I like that. Thinking a little outside the box, trying it.
0: And then their finals, obviously, they're doing one final on Saturday, one on Sunday. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh give each game its own day. And then Saturday for the championship game. But basically, once April comes around, there's not really other sports going on to detract from football.
1: I mean there'll be baseball. Like
0: there'll that. be baseball, and I think like hockey will be ending soon during the season. Yeah.
1: And you got like hockey playoffs, NBA playoffs
0: starting right on the the, yeah. the big one is March. March is the tough one with March Madness. <laughs> yep, and even it. that, like, I feel that the viewership for March Madness does die off through the tournament. Mm-hmm. No, I think it does. I think for the vast, like, uh, well, Jim, when you live in a the lot of the casual team is
1: awful. Yeah. Well, my team doesn't well.
0: even make the tournament. <laughs> I mean, come on. Is there no drop off? no there's no drop i feel like i feel like a lot of people well there's less games yeah there's less games so there's less like time taken up at least
1: that would be the only drop off
0: yeah that's fair yep game xfl season begins february 18th vipers at renegades is there a line out yet no not yet there's futures out but there's no actual line out yet it's gonna be interesting. Like,
1: I know, I know for myself what I'm gonna be doing every single game in the XFL, first half under, game under, auto bets.
0: So I did, I did, um, I did the research on this. I did, I pulled a U and actually looked into the trends for all of the spring football leagues, and I found a very interesting one. Give it to me, big dog. So the XFL ended at week five, but the AAF back in 2019 went eight weeks, and the USFL last year completed a full season. Unders hit at a crazy rate until week five. Yeah. Week five is the turning point, the halfway point of the season. And after that, it's over city.
1: Yeah. Because there's adjustment. You don't don't know what you're going to get. So,
0: so it's a lot of the times the books are setting the lines at normal spots. Obviously these teams are playing under, 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 under. Yes. And then once the books adjust, the teams adjust to get better. Like by the halfway point of the season, a lot of these teams are feeling comfortable and then they get, they start just hitting bombs and the offenses are feeling themselves, but the totals have been lowered throughout the season. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So week five on every league consistently three for three. I think there's been two unders out of all week five of these spring football leagues out of uh,
1: 12 games. The Houston gamblers are one probably probably or
0: them are the Panthers. The Panthers are so bad, so bad, but they're so funny to watch. So week one of the XFL, obviously Vipers, Renegades, the Guardians at the Roughnecks, the Battlehawks at the, at the Brahmas, and the Sea Dragons at the Defenders. The only thing I have found fault with, with the XFL schedule, the Battlehawks don't play a home game until week four. Really? Yeah, they play three away games. For what you want to be your premier at home market, the stadium that you expect is going to be like filling up more than any other stadium, you that's figure cool. they'd want to get a home game right away. But I-, I found out the uh the stadium that they play in, the arena. Yeah. It's booked. Oh. So it had it had like other things going on.
1: Well then that's the issue.
0: That's the issue. That's that's the reasoning for it. That's okay. the reasoning for three away games in a row. Okay. Okay, interesting. Yep, Elliot, I feel you there. Hate it as a Battlehawk season ticket holder. You got to wait. You have to wait all the way to March 12th. Jesus. Yeah, they play the Renegades. And I, I will be announcing right here, I'm going to be in Las Vegas Saturday, February 25th, with the Defenders take on the Vegas Vipers. I will be there in person.
1: You know what? I wish I could be there, my friend, but unfortunately... I have my nephew's birthday.
0: I will be hopefully a Vegas Casino will like have numbers for him and I could have a paper ticket of my XFL bets.
1: Oh my God. The, yeah, the, for sure they will. They
0: have to. It's it's been like sketchy throughout. So like offshores obviously offer it all the time. Offshores had the AAF, offshores had the XFL, offshores had the USFL. I was talking to some people living in like Philadelphia or Jersey that some yeah. books didn't offer USFL lines last year.
1: I wouldn't surprise me.
0: I feel like they're just losing out on potential money.
1: Don't get me started. I'm currently fighting with many many sports books, so just don't get me started.
0: We'll we'll leave those books unnamed and just say a giant fuck you. You know who you are. Yeah. You know who you are. Other XFL news uh, since our last recording: the Vipers actually have a stadium. They're playing at Cashman's. I don't I don't remember if we talked about it or not. But but- we we. We covered it a little bit. Process
1: elimination—that's what we had.
0: Yeah, it was either Cashman's or Allegiant, and I no chance they're playing at Allegiant. It's at Allegiant least costs money.
1: way too much money. There's no way.
0: Yeah, like if they, if maybe like year three,
1: <laughs> year three,
0: maybe. I, I wonder. I wonder if they can get because I think UNLV is getting a new stadium. Uh huh. I wonder if they can snag that the old stadium. I don't think so. I don't think so, but. It'd be nice. It'd be nice to play in like an actual football field. Yeah. I want that. I want that. The other XFL news, they have a championship locale. Let me guess. Take a guess. Where is the XFL championship reportedly taking place? Nothing's confirmed, confirmed, but the reports are strong. Arlington. Well, what stadium do you think? I don't know. Jerry's world. Alamo Dome, baby. Oof. They're okay. playing at the Alamo Dome.
1: Okay. Okay. Interesting.
0: That's the report right now. The XFL championship t- will take place at the Alamo Dome. What do we okay. think about that, Eric?
1: Um, it's going to be interesting to see how many people they can get in there.
0: I'm going to go there.
1: You're going to go there?
0: I'm going to go there. I want My goal for the year, I have travel goals for the year. I want to make it to... One XFL game in the championship game and one USFL in the championship game.
1: Okay. I would love
0: to make it to a CFL game as well, but it's a little bit more expensive to travel to Canada.
1: Canada is a bitch.
0: (laughs) A little bit, a little bit pricier, but if I can make it to one game of each and the championship game of each, I want to make that a reality.
1: Okay. I mean, I, I like it. I mean, Texas is fun. Um, you know, we have some friends in Texas. Maybe, maybe I'll make a cameo down there.
0: Maybe. Maybe, maybe you'll see Uncle there. Rico.
1: Uncle Rico in a cowboy hat.
0: Last bit of XFL news before we break down this Houston Roughnecks roster. It looks like Jim Haslett might be the defensive coordinator of the Seattle Sea Dragons. Might be going after a phenomenal hire. Phenomenal hire. If it's true. Would love that. Would love to see that. Yeah, I saw that, Elliot. I haven't watched the video yet, the QBX video. So it's like they're talking about what it takes to be a QB in the XFL, I believe. I need to check that out on YouTube. Is that the one with whatchamacallit? Paul? I, I I don't I don't know. They just released it today. It was like a promotional video. Yeah,
1: that came up because USFL, I'm looking at Twitter right now, is trending.
0: Well, X, this is the XFL.
1: XFL, excuse me.
0: So, yeah, they had a whole bunch of quarterback stuff going on. Uh, they have training camp going on at the moment. The USFL also moving up their training camp so they don't only have like 2 weeks of practice.
1: I think that's pretty important.
0: Big move, big move. Big things, big things. Big things, but now to the meat
1: and potatoes.
0: It's time to break down this Houston Roughnecks roster. Let's get it. Here's a Roughneck. Here's a Starting with the quarterback. I am assuming the starting quarterback is going to be Cole McDonald. Okay.
1: I mean, it makes sense to me that he will be. Um,
0: kid was a stud at Hawaii.
1: Oh, kid was a stud. Stud Absolutely. at
0: Hawaii. He's bounced around a couple spring leagues. He has all the tools. I think he just needs refinement.
1: But you know what's kind of linking there is my boy Caleb. Caleb's just kind of lurking in the wind.
0: And Caleb, Elby's. Uh, I think, I think it's 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 a close battle between all three. These guys, they all have their draws. Elliot, the Battle Hawks breakdown will be coming next week. Boom! Uh, I think all quarterbacks have their draws. Caleb is also like an unrefined product, but he's got a lot of potential. Brandon Silver's is like he's a great backup to have in this league because he's a spring league veteran, played in a lot of spring leagues. You kind of know what you get out of him. In 2020, when I was doing all my team previews, I singled out Brandon Silvers. He was on the Seattle Dragons. He's my potential guy. I, he has a lot of physical ability. He's a good runner. But he never no, – i I've never seen him play to what I expect his full potential to be. Mm-hmm. So he's a good floor guy. He gives you a decent floor, but he's yeah. never going to be the reason you win a game. I agree with that. And I think both other quarterbacks, Caleb Ellerby and Cole McDonald, give you that upside. What's your takeaway yeah, of the quarterback I, room with the Roughnecks?
1: Um, I think it's going to be, like you said, Cole's. But I think Ellerby Ellaby is a wild card. If he comes in and just dazzles, it wouldn't surprise me if he starts. But I think unless that happens, it's going to be McDa- McDaniel. He does have the the relationship with that wide receiver
0: too. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that too. Uh, also, I just want to mention, I believe the most veteran coaching staff in the XFL, the Roughnecks, I think just alone with Wade Phillips.
1: Dude, I love Wade Phillips. Don't say <laughs> a word about Wade Phillips.
0: Uh, no, no, no. I think, I think this. I like Wade Phillips. I think he has by far the most coaching experience out of everyone in this league. Like, I think a close second might be the OC for the Dragons is June Jones, because he's been coaching everywhere. Hollywood June. <laughs> like Wade's. He's been there. He's, yeah, he's been he's
1: the he knows his stuff. You know, he's he's got a Super Bowl. Um, you know, he knows how to lead guys. He knows what it takes. Um, I think he's going to be well respected. Um, I, I, coaching isn't going to be their issue. Lack yeah. of talent, maybe, but
0: possibly. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which running backs, it's looking like it's going to be Adrian Killens out of Central Florida.
1: Yeah. Um. You know. Only. You know. Was on the Eagles team. Um, only, uh, I believe wasn't he the top pick.
0: I he I think he might have been the first overall pick. Yeah. yeah,
1: top pick. Um, after that, yeah, really don't know what I'm gonna what we're gonna get. They have that guy who played in the Fan Control League. Um, I just I don't know. Like, I'll be honest. Like, I know that. Um, <clears throat> excuse no, me. No, Abram like, Smith was the first pick that Killens does have the um, – how can I put this politely? He wouldn't be the running back I want as my leading running back if I if I had my pick out of every every other lead running back in the league.
0: Max Borgie is an interesting old back as well out of Washington State. Mm-hmm. He's played in an air raid system. I think that fits what – I would imagine – if Cole McDonald is the starter. Yeah. I think you want to run like a fast run and shoot sort of – really use his talents. And I think Max Borgie having that experience, he's obviously in this kind of league, he'll be one of the better pass catching backs. And I think that helps. I think you might see a little bit more Borgie than Killens. I'm with uh, Elliot coming in hot here. He thinks Houston has the second best coaching staff behind the Renegades.
1: Bold. That's bold. And I, I could see that. I could see that.
0: It's a good staff yeah what do you think of the running back room as a total I think it's I give it like a middle c plus of middle of the road yeah I give it like a c plus
1: middle of the road um not that high of a ceiling
0: no I'm kind of with you on that one I, I think like they're, they're they'll be consistently like decent maybe
1: consistently average
0: now we move on to the wide receivers. Eric mentioned it before. They got Cedric Bird, great connection with Cole McDonald.
1: I mean, obviously, like if you're going to play DFS, Cedric Bird and McDaniel, no-brainers. If you can get player props, Bird first week, no-brainer because oh, he's going to he's going to throw to where he's familiar with, and that that's who he's the most familiar with.
0: When you think Roughnecks, obviously everyone's going to think back to the. Uh, P.J. Walker, Cam Phillips connection. They were the most dynamic wide receiver quarterback duo in the league in 2020. You could see it with these guys. Yeah. Cole McDonald has the ability. He has the arm. He has the the gunslinger mentality. And Cedric Burt has the speed.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I'm with
0: you. I'm with you on those props to DFS, baby.
1: Yeah, I like it. Um, you know, they do have Cam who was
0: um, – you know, pretty good back in the day.
1: <coughs> Excuse me.
0: Um, so their wide receiver room as a whole, Cedric Bird, Deontay Burnett, Justin Smith, John Trey Kirkland, Aaron Nelson, Dereese Robertson, B.J. Bird, Bent Pullman, Travel Harris, Brandon Lewis, Antonio Nunn, and Jake Herzlow, because those last two, one from the supplemental, one from a training camp edition. I think it could be pretty good.
1: I think it's good, but more importantly, I think they have some tall guys, guys that can high point balls in the end zone. Yeah, love seeing that. Love
0: seeing that. Tight end. So you'll remember in the regular draft, the Houston Roughnecks only drafted one tight end, Garrett Owens from Duquesne.
1: Since then, they picked
0: up two more. um,
1: That was an interesting pick. Only picking one. Um, And also, fun fact, he was a running back.
0: Yeah, he didn't even play tight end.
1: Yeah, so
0: um, I don't know. They've uh, got two more, though. They've got two more. So they have James uh, James Stanley out of Hampton and Kyle Fortenberry out of Northern Iowa. So they picked up some FCS guys. Okay. Yeah. Uh, looking over, uh, Kyle seems like he has some good size, but probably the weakest position for this team. By far. Easily. Offensive line pretty stout, pretty decent. I like Jack Snyder. Yep. He's had a he's done a good job protecting bad quarterbacks uh, at San Jose State, and I think he mm-hmm. now he's got a good quarterback to protect. But so they have him slotted as like he. I want I want them to put him at a guard because he's not very big. He's not he doesn't he doesn't have the size for a tackle, yeah. in my opinion.
1: I agree with that. I. So, uh, I think that it kind of depends on what you get off the tackle position. I totally agree. Snyder's not really that big. Uh, playing in the guard, I think, would be the best part. I um, I like Desmond Noel. Um, I like Gilmore, who played for our beloved Georgia State team that disappointed us
0: a lot this year. Still um, love them. I, I, I love and hate them.
1: I think that, um, yeah, I like them. I think, uh, I think they're headed in the – I think there's potential to be a top – three offensive line potentially I think this
0: is probably the most important position group out for like any team.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And if they could be that top offensive line and give Cole McDonald time, yes, I think the Houston Repnex could very easily be easily be a playoff team. Uh-huh. Um if not like a top two, top three team.
1: Yeah, I like it.
0: Now what do we think of this defense? I, I kind of like it, but I, You're I don't love it.
1: Who has one of the better defensive minds? But That's, what, I, I do like that. Um, you know they got the guy from James Madison, whose name I'm spacing out of John course.
0: Daca. Daca Daka Daka.
1: Um, you know who can get to the quarterback, which I think is big for the, how Wade Phillips likes
0: to play in this little cover two. Chauncey Rivers out of Mississippi yeah. State is also a nice addition at the defensive line.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, he good tackler. Um he can get to the quarterback too. Um, and that's that's key in the Wade Phillips system. You need at least one one guy that can get to the quarterback to disrupt it. Um, you know, DeAndre Johnson, who's a linebacker, he can he can get there as well. Um Linebacker room is interesting to me. I mentioned Johnson, but after that, they have a couple question marks personally in my book on what's going to be going on there. But the key to them is just the secondary with how Wade Phillips likes to play. Um, I think they have a solid secondary. Um,
0: I got- like Texada. I, it's yeah. not, it's not the, it's not the one everyone remembers. It's not Ranthony. Yeah. It's Riley.
1: Yep. Yeah um you know they got the dude that used to play on the lions whose names i'm spacing on i think they got some dudes and we all know with the wade phillips the cover Two, you need the secondary guys so um i think it's their um special teams i like their kicker um you know he broke the record at utsa
0: yep
1: um they're young. They got some dudes. I think the big question is the quarterback position. Uh, how does Cole look? You know what I mean. How does he look? You know, we don't know how he looks. We haven't seen him in the football field. How good is he? But in shape, what is he looking like? How can go. And if it, it if it is here?
0: Cole, how safe is he with the ball?
1: Yep. Or is he going to be careless with the ball? Um, if he does start turning over the ball and he is careless, does Wade make him make a switch? Um, and can they get to the quarterback?
0: Last little bit on the Roughnecks offensive coordinator, AJ Smith. For those of you who remember, he was the receivers coach of the Roughnecks back in 2020. A little familiarity. Yeah. Okay. So he's got a little bit of like the run and shoot in him, which is perfect. I think for the offense that Cole McDonald, you want to run with this guy. That's another reason why I think McDonald's the leading candidate to be that starter. Okay. They're going to run a sort of run and shoot, I bet.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure.
0: It's easy offense to pick up. So I could see the Roughnecks and the Sea Dragons having their offenses ready and firing faster than other teams.
1: But it will take a couple
0: weeks, though. And like The offense for the, the, the Roughnecks in 2020 under Jude Jones looked really good right away. That's true. That's true. <laughs> It's the other teams that, like, had to catch up.
1: That's true. I'll give it to you. I'll give that to you, my man.
0: So, I don't know. He's pretty good. Defensive coordinator, Brian Stewart. I think everyone's assuming. Eric, me, both. Wade Phillips is going to have his hands deep in that defense. I think Wade
1: Phillips is going to be doing everything with the
0: defense. I think he's going to have his hands deep in that defense. Uh, But, I mean... Stewart's been with Phillips for a long time. Yeah, so it makes total sense. Yeah, where do we slot the Roughnecks? Where do we put them on our XFL board? I'm I'm thinking three, four. I was gonna say three. I was gonna say I was gonna say two or three. Three, four. I like them at three.
1: Three, four. Okay. I
0: like them at three. Houston Roughnecks, baby. Uh. And our weekly look into the XFL futures right now. Let's take a quick look at the XFL futures, baby. Battlehawks sitting as the favorite at plus 350.
1: No. Nope.
0: Dragons and Renegades following up at plus 400. I like
1: the Renegades.
0: Vipers at plus 450. Nope. The Guardians at five to one. Nope. The Brahma's at plus 550. Nope. The Roughnecks, plus 600.
1: That's an interesting one.
0: That's an interesting one. And then the D.C. Defenders at plus 650.
1: That's interesting.
0: I know you're going to bet on your boy.
1: I may have to. I Six to one to. is interesting. Six to one's pretty good.
0: Uh, Elliot's asking, what's our XFL board right now? We've done, what, three team previews? Yes. We've done the Renegades. We've done, what else do we We did the Brahmas? No. No.
1: We did. Oh my god, who did we fucking do? <laughs> Defenders. I remember who we did. We did the Viper. We did the. A...
0: Who we did? That's so long ago. At this point, I'm looking. I know. At it.
1: I'm looking we at it. took a little sabbatical, so.
0: <clears throat> but we so out of. I mean, at least out of the Renegades and the Roughnecks, I like the Renegades a little bit. Sorry, I like the Roughnecks a teensy bit more. I think. The upside is there with the Roughnecks. I think the floor is there with the Renegades. No, yeah, yeah. So I three, four, roughly around there. We'll have to, once we once we do every team preview, we'll have to have a full ranking.
1: Oh, our predictions, yeah.
0: Obviously, we're gonna be doing that before the league starts, Eric. That's the spring fever, baby. I'm, I'm feeling hot and sweaty just doing that. What What do you got going on?
1: Uh, my podcast comes out on Friday. Uh, me and my boy David going to talk some NFL betting. My boy Nick and I, um, we're going to build you a DFS lineup. Hey, we had cra- cashed for four weeks in a row, but FanDuel desi- decided to boink us this weekend. So we're no
0: longer playing on FanDuel. And we're Fuck gonna you, FanDuel. Our- we're going to be taking our talent somewhere else. As you should. So, uh, As you damn well should. Also, check out the ETF21 show. Every yeah. Tuesday night.
1: Every Tuesday night, my boy Scotty Shapiro from Twin Spirals.
0: I checked it out last night.
1: Gino was on it. Gino and I talked a little bit.
0: Yeah, it was nice. It was a good talk.
1: It was a good time. Good time.
0: Y'all know where to find me. I got so much XFL content in the board today. Uh, I just had my team uniform review that dropped this week. I have my merch review dropping next week. I got a, a p- one piece of XFL merch for every team. And I, I reviewed them all. The USFL should be coming soon. I gotta, I gotta sit around and order my USFL merch. But that'll do it for this episode of Spring Fever. Give us a like. Give us a follow. It does help, and we greatly appreciate it. We will see you guys next week. buh bye. buh bye bye bye.